0: back to the Stock Market Option Trading Podcast. My name is Eric and I'm excited to kick off a new series here of episodes titled Stock Market Startup, where we're going to dive into the world of stock market software companies and the founders behind them. Join me as I interview some of the most innovative minds in the industry, exploring their journey from ideation to execution and everything in between. Now, these are definitely going to be geared towards retail traders like us And we're going to explore some of the latest technologies to make your trading easier and more profitable. And in this episode, I had a conversation with Jonathan Wage from TradersPost.io. TradersPost can automate stocks, options, and futures trading strategies from TradingView or TrendSpider in popular brokers like TD Ameritrade, TradeStation, and others. And if you've ever thought about automating a strategy, this episode is definitely for you. Now, before we dive in, you need to know that everything on this podcast and in this episode is for educational purposes only and that we are not financial advisors of any kind. Now, let's get into my conversation with Jonathan Wage from TradersPost.io. Jonathan Wage, welcome to the show. How's it going today? Pretty good. Thanks for having me on. Cool. I'm excited to talk to you about Traders Post IO. I'm hoping to uh, use uh, this software myself in the near future, and so it was, you know, it's really cool for me to kind of um, interrogate you a little bit on your, you know, how you got it, you know, how you built it, and where you came from. So let's go ahead and dive in. Um, tell me a little bit about
1: your background and how did you get
0: uh, into finance
1: in the beginning? Sure. So my background, I'm a systems and software engineer. I've been a CTO at several different companies uh, over the last 20 years, um, worked across a lot of different industries from e-commerce to government, healthcare. As far as how I got into finance, um, I've always managed my own my own personal investments and have been trading for a little over 10 years. And I worked at a company named OpenSky. Um, I was the CTO there for about 10 years and we sold the company to Alibaba. Um, gosh, I I can't believe it. It's been almost five or six years ago now. And through that transition, it kind of allowed me an opportunity to kind of take a little break from the, the typical nine to five type of job. Um, and I did end up going, working, going to work for a healthcare company after that, um, And right around when COVID hit, um, I decided to quit my job and start Traders Post. And the software that is Traders Post had actually existed for a long time before I decided to start Traders Post. It was originally just a tool that I use personally for my own trading.
0: Mm -hmm. It wasn't
1: actually even used for trading originally. It was actually just used to download my order history from all the brokers that I used. Okay, And then slowly that code base started to evolve and TradingView came out with webhooks. And I started getting involved with learning PineScript. And Mm. I started to realize that I could connect these two things. And I enhanced my broker integrations to also support... Uh, creating orders, <clears throat> basically making them support the ability to write in addition to reading from the brokers. Yeah. Um, and I built a couple different strategies and Pine script. And I was a member of a couple different trading communities at the time. And I was sharing kind of screenshots of what I was building. And people were just kind of asking me over and over, when can I use this? When can I use this? And I hadn't really thought of, uh, honestly, starting a business. It was just, you know, I'm a, I'm a maker, I guess, is what they call them these days. I like to build stuff. Yeah. Uh, both yeah. both in the digital world and the physical world. And um, that's kind of when I realized that maybe there's an opportunity to create a business out of this. And I basically took what I had built that was private just for me. Th- there was no name for it. It was actually called Project X, which is mm-hmm. like my internal name. Right. Um, and <laughs> I, I decided to launch Traders Post, and two or three months after I decided to launch it, I had my first few customers, and I guess the rest is history.
0: That's awesome. So you were, you know, you you were already building something for yourself, and the fact that you were in a community kind of helped validate that for you, right? So you, it's not like you said, "I'm going to create this thing and people are going to love it." You 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 were getting like some in, uh, pre-validation or wh- whatever you call it. Is that right?
1: Yeah, I mean, I kind of had. Product market fit before I even had any customers. I guess I mean, Mm -hmm. I've read a couple books about how you know building for community is a great way to start a business, Um, and that was really cool. You know, I I definitely had a lot of great early customers and early feedback from those customers that kind of shaped the direction of the product. Um, But definitely just building it for myself originally. Like I knew I needed it. Mm -hmm. Then I slowly started to realize, like, well, if I need it, you know, I'm I'm a lot like a lot of other people in the world. So yeah. the likelihood that other people will want it and need it in the same way that I'm using it, you know, is relatively high. Right. So give me the quick overview of what,
0: what Trader Post does or, or what it's able to do now. I know we talked about the, the, you mentioned the original sort of iteration, but what is it doing now to kind of help people with their trading problem or, or make it more efficient?
1: Sure. So basically... When someone wants to build and automate a trading strategy today, there are APIs that you can get from the broker and you could build a low level integration with that broker via the API, but it requires a whole host of skills. Like you have to know how to write code in some programming language. You probably have to have systems administration skills Database administration, basically the whole all the skills that you are required um, in order to do to build like a, a a complex system, you would have to have all those skills. So right. the barrier of entry is is pretty high, and Traders Post is basically a level above that where you can send signals to Traders Post via what's called a webhook, hmm. and a webhook is essentially an API, but it's much much simpler, and conveniently applications and platforms like TradingView or TrendSpider, they have the ability to trigger alerts. And those alerts can be sent to third parties as webhooks. So if you build a strategy in TradingView or you build your strategy in TrendSpider or really any system like MetaTrader5, they all have the ability to send alerts and webhooks. You can basically relay those webhooks to Trader's Post and then we'll we'll receive that webhook and then Apply a bunch of rules that you configure on our side mm-hmm. for what to do with that web webhook, and that's okay. What broker to send it to? Uh, how many quantity to buy? Um, are we buying shares, calls, puts? Are we buying futures? Right. Um, so basically, just make it much, much easier for non-technical, non-developer types of people to automate their strategies in their existing broker wow that's really cool yeah i know um
0: one of the you know i I was just talking to one of my members the other day in email and we started talking about things like uh position size and you know there there's one aspect of trading of when to trade right and then how much to trade and the more that you can pre-plan that out the better off you're going to be so it sounds like you're able to uh you have a a signal which i want to get i want to linger on that for in a minute but you get kind of a signal but you can already preset like okay if i get this signal i want to buy one call option or 100 shares and then um because that's integrated with the broker where what about things like stops and targets for you know and you mentioned trading view and trend spider which my immediate thought is okay you're mainly focused on maybe technical analysis type entries um but Are there ways to program profit and stop losses outside of technical analysis? Or can you also have technical analysis-based exits?
1: Yeah, you can really have both. Um, You know, on the position sizing, you can just hard code a quantity, but you can also configure a dollar amount or a percentage amount relative to your account size, and it'll dynamically calculate quantities. But you can also just send an explicit quantity from the signal. Um, but the the convenient thing about doing percentage based position sizing is that you could run the same strategy across multiple different brokers mm-hmm. and the quantity gets calculated dynamically relative to the account that it's being the order is being sent to gotcha. um, And then on the take profit and stop losses, you have kind of two options. you know the, there's the simple I enter at hundred dollars and I want to get stopped out at 90. So that would either be you know, a $10 amount stop loss or a 10% stop loss. Um, and you can right. configure those in traders post. And whenever we get a signal to traders post that would result in an entry order being sent to the broker, we'll basically just tack on those, take pro- those calculated take profit and stop loss orders mm-hmm. so that they're actually in the broker ahead of time. But then you have another option where you can basically only send the entry order ahead of time, but then you can do all of your logic for your take profit and stop loss in your strategy in trading view. And then you can kind of get as complicated as you want it to be. It can be trailing stops. You can have stops that are based off of technical analysis. Like real simple example, if you had a moving average strategy, Mm -hmm. the entry could be the moving average crossing one way. And then the exit is the moving average crossing back the other direction. Right. That's a real simple example, but you can kind of program whatever you want into your strategy to say, if any of these things are true, send the signal to traders supposed to exit the open position. Gotcha. Okay. So there's a lot of options to configure
0: that stuff. I know as as an options trader, I tend to use some technical analysis for entry, but I, I tend to use profit targets. And I don't, I don't like the word stop. I usually do defined risk
1: stuff, but, um, yep. and I, we do have that ability to actually, yeah. we, have, uh, we have the ability to calculate a stop loss based off of a risk unit. So right. okay, you say that the most you want to lose is a hundred bucks. And you send a signal to get in Apple at a hundred dollars. We know where the stop loss, um, has to be, mm-hmm. um, and we calculate the quantity based off of that so that the most you'll lose is that hundred dollars. Right. Cool. So
0: do you end up in the world where your broker is just kind of dumb and you can just do everything in traders post where like like because I I think about like mastering um I don't want to say software, but master like like in a in a process, right? So let's say you're creating strategies and trading view and you're like, okay, I want, I want to implement this. Can you just manage everything from Trading's posts, like dollar amounts, stop levels, all that, or do you still need some level of, um, like, do you need to open up the, uh, the trading platform too?
1: Well, it's kind of, I, I, my advice is it, it's always wise to have both open, um, you know, you yeah, can I do- know that
0: I, I know that I would because yeah. you want
1: to see it, right? <laughs> yeah, you just, you know, you yeah. always kind of want that door open in case you need to do something directly in the broker. I mean, okay. Trading View and TradersPost Post and the broker—all three of us are connected via the public internet, so mm-hmm. we don't have like special connections between each other that we control. So. We're kind of at the mercy of the public internet and it's these things are super rare you know but technically it's possible that there could be a communication blip between us because we depend on the public internet right you know you hear in the news sometimes that like a major internet service provider yeah backbone provider has an issue and that can cause the whole internet to have issues yeah um so you just need to be kind of aware of that and monitoring, and you might have to manually log into your broker to do something. Um, But you can manage all of your positions and your orders and everything directly from Trader's Post. We have a full trading UI that lets you see everything from within Trader's Post. So yeah, we try try to make it to where it's like a full trading platform Mm -hmm. where you can have all your brokers connected to Trader's Post, and then you can Manage everything across all of your broker accounts uh, from one platform, but then we don't have access to certain things like, you know, your your withdrawals or connecting right. your bank accounts or anything like that. So right. you still have to log into your broker to do those kinds of things. But as far as managing positions and orders and things like that, you can do that all from Trader's Post. Cool, very cool. Um, now I know
0: you know the the world of trade automation. I know there's other platforms that can automate. And I think automate is kind of a, um, it's like a, and you're just like, I use thinkorswim sometimes. And, you know, people talk about, oh, you can automate your trade. And what they're really saying is, oh, you can set up an order, like an OCO bracket to where it'll automate. So the, the word automate is a little bit, um, I, I want to clarify that, I guess. So what's your sort of definition of automate in terms of how Traders Post is is viewing that?
1: Oh, yeah, the word automate is, you know, it's a pretty broad bucket, but yeah. in the context of traders post, it literally means a strategy is fully automated. So you pre via software that's continually watching the chart. So if you set up a strategy on the one hour chart, mm-hmm. think of it like every time a one hour bar closes, there's some software that's running. And it's looking at all of the bars before it that have closed. And, you know, maybe it's looking at moving averages or Bollinger bands or whatever you can invent. I mean, the one thing that I've learned is that the ways in which people can trade is, is infinite. Like you can think it and you know how to write code. And the, of course, I mean, there are inherent limitations, but the, the op, the possibilities are pretty broad. Um, Mm. Especially with trading view and pine script, you can really kind of, program whatever you want to. So in that context, it's literally end-to-end full automation. All the entries, all the exits, everything are 100% automated with your broker. Gotcha. So from a kind of business perspective, what were some of the technical
0: challenges for getting Trader's Post to do this in addition to letting other people do it? Because it's one thing when you build something for yourself, but when you're building something, especially when it involves money and touching people's Account in a certain way. What were what were some of the challenges? Were they more technical, um, or was it more uh, you know legal? Or you know what were some of the challenges to getting this thing off the ground?
1: I mean, definitely early on, getting access for the broker integrations was a, a challenge, and it's still an ongoing challenge. There's brokers that we want to integrate with that just haven't given us the approval yet, and you know when when i was building it just for myself it was easier cuz they give access to like individual api access much easier but when you start to build a business on top of their a- their api they kind of make you go through a different path where you know you have to meet with them and they want to understand who you are and what your right. business is and and they make you sign a contractual agreement so that was definitely kind of the first hurdle you know and it's a little bit of you know if you know the right people Mm-hmm. You can get in the door really fast, um, you know, but I'm a bootstrap startup. Like I don't have VCs, you know, with tons of money mm-hmm. and tons right. of connections. So I've kind of had to just beat the ground and continually email and sort of harass the brokers, I guess, to right. to try to get them to give me access. Um, that was kind of the first hurdle. You know, the, there's definitely a lot of technical hurdles. Um, I've built. Like I said, I've been a systems and software engineer for 20 years and I've worked in a lot of different industries, but frankly, I've I've dealt with things that are finance related, but they were more like less real time types of finance problems. So like if something yeah. goes wrong, it's easy to fix, like you have time to fix it with mm. automated trading and strategies, like if something happens, and a signal is missed or something like you can't really fix that. You can't go back. Like right. the strategy already said to buy that time is passed. And there's, there's really no way to fix that. Um, yeah. It's
0: like a UDP protocol over yeah. TCP protocol. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: Right.
0: yeah I, so so I, I came from it. So I, I, I get that. That's why you get choppy phone calls because it's not going to try to catch the, the voice or video that it missed. It's just going to give you what it's got. Right. And you can drop packets and stuff.
1: Right. Yeah. So I, I try to funny. keep it, you know, the, the, the level of quality of the software and like how much I expect of myself as far as like automated tests and mm. quality assurance tests. Like I, I do a lot more of that with traders posts, not to say I didn't do it before, but there's more risk involved. So like I'm moving a little bit slower, which is a good thing and a bad thing. Yeah. Um, mm you know, with other businesses where there's less risk, I can make changes to the software a little bit more aggressively. But with Trader's Post, I'm definitely moving a little bit slower and being a little bit more meticulous. I'm really aggressive with how much automated tests we have for our software. So I have to maintain a 95% code coverage level. And that just means that just like you have automated trading, I have software that I've written for my software that is mm. basically testing the software. So it's running through, like every time I make a change or add a feature, I write a test for it. And that basically means that I am running that feature and verifying that it does what I expect it to, to do after I run that feature. Right. And that, and then every time I make a change to the software, I run that full suite of automated tests to make sure I haven't broken anything accidentally. And you know, you'll hear basically every software system in the world has this concept. Um, every time you get on an airplane, the pilot is running diagnostic tests, mm-hmm. and they're testing all the levers and all the flaps and that those computer software is sending data back to another computer and then there's something that's running an analysis on it to say, hey, our all the engines working correctly or all the flaps working correctly. And yeah. you can't take off unless you get a thumbs up from that software saying that everything is 100% operational.
0: Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's definitely uh with the real time, I can imagine that you need those in place yeah. to kind of make sure everything's running efficiently.
1: And it all happens before like you do it, you like you have a separate environment where you run these tests mm-hmm. so that you know your development and your testing is happening outside of the production environment and then as soon as you get that thumbs up then you can kind of move that software change into production and you can do it with confidence um yeah. you know you can sleep at night well you still lose a little bit of sleep but you yeah. lose you lose <laughs> less knowing that you've kind of done everything that you can possibly do to make sure that you haven't accidentally broken something when you're changing the software
0: right so who do you think is a good fit uh for for trader's post? I know there's people come in with a variety of levels of trading and different areas stocks, options, futures. Um who do you th- who, maybe who do you see your, your current customers uh, do they fit in a so- certain maybe bucket right now or who do you think the ideal person would be to to come check you out?
1: Right now it's definitely a more technical trader, a more advanced trader. That's kind of who we're targeting right now because you have to know some basic skills with technical analysis. Like you have to have the strategy idea, right? Um, That's the starting point. And that might change in the future where, you know, maybe we'll start connecting people who develop strategies with people who want to buy a strategy from someone. Mm -hmm. Um, But we just haven't built those features in traders post yet. So you have to build your own strategy. You have to know how to test it and, How to develop it how to verify the results um and how to do that that analysis and that process of developing the strategy idea and we produce content and documentation that kind of tries to teach people how to do that Mm -hmm. but there is a a pretty significant learning Mm -hmm. curve that kind of narrows the pool of customers that we can go after right now Mm -hmm. um but we hope to in the future lower that barrier of entry and kind of maybe have like a marketplace of strategies that would allow the much longer tail of retail traders to just come to traders post, connect their broker, find a strategy that they like and Mm. connect it to their broker. Um, But there's a variety of other things that we need to build first before we kind of open the doors for something like that.
0: Very cool. I, I know you mentioned when you started out and you're a programmer and you were able to pro- like program something into your, an API on your own. The way I see it, I guess you're basically taking some of the coding away, right? So you're making it easier for people to implement a strategy. And you mentioned TradingView, which I actually use TradingView, I've, I've kind of gotten away from trying to keep up with any kind of coding. You know, I, I did stuff in the past. I'm, I'm a Cisco iOS person from networking and routing. So um, it's a different kind of programming, but um but i don't want to do that anymore right cuz i'm um, i just it's i'm old and don't want to keep learning this code i want to learn other things right um so you know what other platforms uh we talked about automation and you definitely you don't want to automate something unless you believe in the strategy or you've tested it yourself or whatever so for someone who maybe isn't a coder what uh what other platform or what platform could maybe they start with to to develop a strategy that would, you know, eventually be able to send a webhook to traders post if they wanted to implement it. You mentioned um Trend Spider. Is that the
1: Trendspider. Yeah, is that, Trendspider, is that the main one? I mean, there are yeah, Trend Spider and Trading View are kind of the main ones. Obviously, TradingView is the biggest. Mm-hmm. Um, so TradingView has two two ways you can build a strategy or find a strategy. TradingView, trading obviously, they have, I think like, tens of millions of users and they've kind of created this social network of traders and you can go and there's
0: you service like you can find someone to program for you. And I know that. So I know if you wanted to go that route, you could.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You can find like you can have the idea and then you can go to a site like Fiverr or Upwork. Um, We have Mm. a list of PineScript developers on our website as well on our documentation. Mm. Okay, Um, But then you can just like browse within trading view, like they have a way to search community scripts. And you can kind of just like find a strategy that someone else has written and then hook it up to traders posts. Mm-hmm. That's kind of a, a way a lot of people start. Um, it's, like it's just like, you know, with any kind of programming, you can search Google and find examples of other people doing what you're trying to do. And you look at their code and read it and learn from it. And maybe you copy and paste that code. And then, you're like, oh, this works, but I want it to also do this. And then you go Google or use ChatGPT or however you want to ask your <laughs> yeah. friend or however you want to learn about how to do that thing. Yeah, and then you can kind of merge that first version with this other piece of code, and you kind of hammer on it a little for a little while until it gets it get it to the point where it does what you want it to do, and it doesn't stop there. Like it never stops. Like software development, like it never ends. It's never, nothing is ever done. Right. And you always need to be constantly adapting um, because strategies are built in the context of the market and Mm. the market is always changing. It's never the same. So you may write this strategy and it works great for six months or 12 months, but then something changes about the market or the economy that causes the price action to change And now that strategy stops working. So Mm, you need to be constantly developing and testing different strategy ideas. So with TradingView, possibilities are endless. The barrier of entry is higher because you have to know how to write code unless you hire a Pinescript developer. Mm. With TrendSpider it's no code strategy building. So you don't have the ability to like drop down to a low level prog- programming language. You can use like their drag and drop user interface to say, mm-hmm. you know, when this moving average crosses over this moving average, trigger a buy. Right. And it, it can get pretty complicated, but it, it can never be as complicated as TradingView and Script because you have access to that low level code. So right. TrendSpider is easier but the, the complexity of what you can build isn't as robust as what TradingView can do. Yeah, and,
0: Trends- and TrendSpider is not free either, right? Like look, TradingView, you could probably at least get started, right? Are you allowed to code in the in the base plan? Well, it doesn't matter. I don't want to get into other people's, uh, how their <laughs> systems work or whatever. But I, I have used, um, I used TrendSpider for a little while because I like to just try things out. And I did use their backtest program and I know from an options trader, they don't—you couldn't back test option strategies, but you could back test. I was doing some leveraged ETF buys and sells and mm-hmm. things like TQQQ and stuff like that. And I—we I, I, talked before, and I'm—I'm I'm gonna dust off some of those strategies and and um, try to get those connected uh, with you nice. soon. But um, so let's talk about real quick from a business perspective. What's your business model? How does Traders Post make money um, off this automation?
1: Sure. So we're, we're purely just a software as a service company. So Mm -hmm. we kind of have the typical B two C software as a service business model. We charge a subscription fee to get access to the software. There are monthly and yearly plans. Um, and then there's different level plans. Mm -hmm. Um, so like there's a starter plan for $49 a month and that's kind of your entry level plan that gives you access to automate strategies. You can only automate it in one broker, but if you wanted to automate a strategy in multiple brokers, there are plans above the starter plan gotcha. that would enable you to do that. But yeah, we're just a regular traditional software as a service business right now. Um, you know, we've we've definitely had conversations internally about other approaches um, like charging per signal or even charging like a percentage based, uh, based on like the size of your, your account. That's, is connected, yeah. but it gets complicated when you do that and it starts to straddle the line of, are you charging the customer based off of the performance? Mm. Um, and there are implications of doing that, right. you know, that we're just not clear on yet. Um, so we, we've decided to just be purely software as a service.
0: Yeah. there. That's, that's interesting. There's, um, there's another platform. It's it's totally different, but um, they they're not pulling in webhooks for technical analysis and stuff. But um, they I saw their pricing model, and it was up to ten thousand dollars was a certain fee, but then if you want to trade bigger size, they charged more. So that it was sort of a quasi mix of entry level, and then but as if you really have a big account, and are gonna uh, and and they obviously up the support level, I believe for those higher account holders or whatever. But yeah, there was something you said a minute ago and I want to kind of go back to as a trader, it's like, where do you want to spend your time? And I think the way I'm seeing this is I, and I've always been like this. I spend a lot of time researching, backtesting, and then you get to like an implementation slash execution and what Traders Post seems like it could do for me is let me be very thorough with my strategy and say, okay, I want to implement this. And I know you have a, a paper trading uh, mechanism, so you could implement something without risking money. Is that correct? Like I could,
1: right? You know, implement you can, a
0: future strategy or whatever. Is that right? Yeah,
1: you, and you can connect a broker like TradeStation or Alpaca, and they have paper trading as well. Oh, okay. But then the Traders Post system itself has its own paper broker, but it's it's a little bit more limited. There are just some features that we don't support at the broker level that okay. you know, Alpaca or TradeStation would support. But it's kind of a good and easy way to kind of like just, quote unquote, kick the tires like a lot of people. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and they, just, they just want to see it work initially. Yeah. Um, make sure it works before they kind of invest more time in it. Yeah. And
0: I can see, you know, envision, um, you know, implementing that strategy into a paper account. And then, you know, cause you always want to sort of validate. I do that with real money, uh, unfortunately. And so I'll, I'll have a couple strategies that I've researched and share in my community and, and then it's like, okay, I'm, I'm trading it. And now I'm trading some stuff manually and then I'm not entering at the right moment. So is it me? Is it the strategy if it doesn't do well? And you kind of, that that execution sort of variable there is is the human part of that is actually a real thing and so it sounds like you're you're helping solve that problem so that's pretty cool
1: yeah definitely i mean the idea sometimes is the easiest part you know the saying (laughs) ideas two cents yeah it's all in how you execute it and computers have no emotions um and they're gonna do what you tell it to do no matter what. yeah, And, you know, if your strategy truly is good and you've executed it and back-tested it, sorry, not executed, but back-tested it. Mm. And kind of done all that pre-execution validation and analysis. And, you know, you're accounting for slippage and commissions. And, you know, usually in your back-test, you kind of want to, you want to plan for the worst case scenario, meaning like you get the worst yeah. possible fill from the broker. You get all the slippage mm-hmm. and you want to back test with those worst case scenarios just to see how robust your strategy is. Yeah. Because if you if you back test a strategy and you have zero slippage in there, like your back test is flawed. And we could do a whole nother podcast on mm-hmm. like the ways in which people can have flawed analysis. And yeah, unfortunately there are actually a lot of really bad actors out there in the space that you know they're on twitter and discord and youtube and they uh-huh. they create these strategies with with misleading backtesting results where they don't incorporate slippage or commissions or sometimes yeah, yeah. they'll they'll accidentally or purposely I don't know I'll never know for sure but they these strategies have uh look ahead bias and it basically just means like it's possible to write pine script where you actually peek into the future Mm-hmm. to see what will happen and obviously in real time when that strategy strategy is running you don't have access to the future candles so it can make a strategy look really really good in the back test but then when you run it live you get different results yeah and yeah. that's called uh repainting and that's something that oh
0: yeah yeah for sure every
1: customer we get that's a beginner that comes through the door they kind of it's like the rite of passage as a automated trader is like you have to learn about commissions, you learn about slippage, learn about repainting. You gotta let the can miles. you gotta let
0: that candle close because you're not exactly <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? You gotta let that whatever yeah. whatever candle you're looking at. That's right. cool. Yep. Well, this is cool, man. I, I appreciate you coming on the show. I know I'm definitely gonna be in touch with you to um dust off one of my strategies that I want to start messing with again and it sounds like this would be a good uh good fit for me. What's the best way for my listeners to connect with you? Should they just go to the website, traderspost.io, is that correct? Or yeah
1: traderspost.io on the website in the header there's a community link. Mm-hmm. And then from there there's a Discord link, you know, Twitter, Instagram, all that, all the typical social media. Yeah. Um but yeah, we have a community of traders in our Discord. There's a you know couple hundred people in there and everyone's kind of collaborating and asking questions and trading ideas. Um, Very and cool. then cool. You know, all the typical support at traderspost.io, you can email us. Um, and there's also a phone number on the website that you can call to contact us.
0: Well, this was awesome, man. I, I appreciate all the work you've done and I wish you all the best in your startup and uh, we'll catch you next time.
1: Awesome. Thanks, Eric. It's nice to see you.